0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic rock. It's 533, and Tom Petty on Rock 102. It's going to be a mixture of uh, sun and clouds today. A high of 50. Tonight, cloudy, but clearing a low of 28. And for tomorrow, uh, pretty sunny and high of 52. It's 20. Yeah, it's 28 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Frost on your windshield. Make sure you're out there with the, your ice scrapers because it's pretty gross out there. Uh, let's see. kind of a weird show today because uh, Steve is out. John is out. It's me and Coombs. There you go. We'll also uh, be talking to Scott Zolak later on this morning. Patriots football coming up this weekend. We're talking about that and some other things and a lot of other stuff this morning too. It's 534 on Rock 102. New England. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Pearl Jam on Rock 102. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. Dave Coombs is uh filling in because uh, everybody else is out. So, it's just me and <laughs> Dave Coombs. So, it's good to have you here. Thank you.
1: Sure. Uh, low to mid 50s today with sunshine. At least we got that going for us, which is nice. And that sunshine pretty much right through the weekend. Now, the overnight lows are hovering in the low to mid 30s. My apartment building, by the way, the heat was not working yesterday. So, you were freezing all night? I had like a eight blankets on last night. So, yeah, that was just part of the deal. They said they were they were what are they 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 were Redoing the vent system, they had to, like, blow out the air. Or On something. November 4th. That's yes. when you decide yes. to do it. Yes. Yeah, that's
0: good. <laughs> that's good. Uh-huh. You're, yeah. get, you're getting your money's worth in that rent payment. That's for really damn sure. I really
1: appreciate that.
0: Yep. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Dave Coons filling in for Steve Dangle and to Zoo?
1: So, Tiger King 2 is due out. In two weeks on November 17th, Tiger King 2. Now, did you watch Tiger King 1 or not?
0: Religiously. I hated it. I hated it.
1: I loved it. I started it. I tried it a couple
0: different times. I'm like, nah. See, to me, the the beauty of the whole thing is, is no matter how ridiculous the story seemed to be, Mm -hmm. there was always two or three more steps to go. (laughs) And to me, that was fast. That was the whole appeal of it. It's like, how much more
1: bananas can this whole thing get? Well, you're marking this down on your calendar then for November 17th. The release of tiger king 2 now carol baskin is suing netflix for using footage of her in the sequel a judge though denying carol baskin's request for a temporary restraining order which means the docu-series will likely premiere as planned with the baskin footage included now, you remember she claimed last year that netflix tricked her into appearing in the first Tiger King, and she repeats those allegations in this lawsuit. Now, when she means that uh,
0: they tricked her, in the same way that she tricked her uh, ex-husband and fed them to the uh, the tigers. Yeah,
1: you, she tricked him right into the the meat grinder, did she not?
0: Well, I mean, listen, you know, Joe Exotic wasn't completely crazy. He certainly made a good <laughs> case for the idea that maybe she may have killed her husband and fed his meat to the tigers.
1: Well, at least she didn't sell off the beef to some fast food chain or something no. like that. At least, not that we know of. Wow, Tiger King 2 coming out November 17th. Actress Gal Gadot is in final negotiations to play the evil queen in Disney's live action adaptation of Snow White. Now, I'm all for Gal Gadot. Love looking at her. Sure. These live action things don't seem to work very well.
0: Um, you know, it's uh sometimes they do animation because it's impossible to do it live and make it, and not and not make it look stupid. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Sometimes you just—it wouldn't just be better to just let the classic sit there and speak for itself for future generations, opposed to trying to fluff it up. I like to see an original thought once in a while.
1: Plus, these animated ones are so great. How do you beat those? Why do you have to go to live action when the animation is fantastic?
0: Because they got a production schedule. They they got a—they have to release something in a year. Yeah. And if uh, if they've plum run out of ideas, which is ridiculous, because they probably get like two million submissions for new ideas every year yep at least they go with the
1: tried and true yeah those new ideas are awful apparently or maybe they're just not very good at spotting talent who knows
0: I don't know man I I, I, I like to I'd like to see a new flubber. I'd like to see that maybe. Yeah, maybe a, like a, another remake of the Nutty Professor. You can't do enough of
1: that. Yeah, but how do you find the new Fred McMurray though? I mean, he was a classic. I don't know. I, I think don't know. He, hard to beat him. Hey, Fox's reality show Joe Millionaire is getting a reboot. Now, the original show featured a group of women vying for a man they falsely believed to be a millionaire. Came out in two thousand three. Unbelievable, right? Right. The updated version of Joe Millionaire is called For Richer or Poorer, and it comes with a twist. This time, two single men—one is a millionaire, and the other one isn't. The competition will debut on Fox in January. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love
0: manipulating love. <laughs> yeah. You know, to make it just you know about entertainment as opposed to you know what it's supposed to be.
1: Well, that's what it really is, anyway. These are just Showbiz hopefuls trying to get their foot in the door somehow, some way. Actually, when you think about it, how different would this be than picking some dude out on Tinder?
0: Right. Most of everything in his profile is absolute garbage anyway because you don't want anyone to really know how you live your life. Why would anybody (laughs) want to expose that kind of information?
1: (laughs) Meantime, I guess there was new study about how uh, people that met online through places like Match.com, guilty as charged, by the way, Divorce rates are higher for those people.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Believe it or not, sometimes they create, I don't know, relationships that may be insincere Mm. or, uh, how shall
1: I put this, Um, superficial. I would have thought it would have been just the opposite because I'm no good at meeting people at bars, you would think, but I guess I'm too trustworthy. I'm too trusting. I think people are telling the truth all the time. Not the case.
0: (laughs) You're a man in his... Early 60s. What gives you the idea that people are telling the truth all the
1: time? No, I don't know. Speaking of relationships, Pete Davidson, how does he keep getting chicks? I have no idea. He and Kim Kardashian. Not that I think she's all that attractive. I mean, I don't see the appeal with the Kardashians. Well, listen, it's it's not so much
0: this one or that one. But if you take in the entire corral of uh, of impressive women mm-hmm. in this guy's life. Yep. And you look at the guy and said, if he weren't on Saturday Night Live, would this guy have a snowball's chance in hell of even getting uh, involved with an ugly girl? Right. I would have to say, probably not.
1: Maybe size matters. Maybe it's all I, there. I, I, listen, I, you, you can't uh, you, you can't judge a book by its cover. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian meeting up for dinner in Staten Island earlier this week. The rendezvous comes uh, just a few days after they were seen holding hands at a ride at Knotts Berry Farm last week. Yeah, they say, she says they're just friends. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one before. Right. Hey, Tony Soprano is dead. The, well, yes, the creator of The Sopranos, David Chase, confirming in an interview that the mob boss did indeed pass away in the show's 2007 finale. He's I'm kind of surprised we're still even questioning it. Yeah. He, he he said he originally had envisioned Tony Soprano dying in a meeting with the New York Mafia, but he wrote this other thing instead. And he's just confirming it in case people are interested.
0: There's a lot of theories out there. Some of them are very plausible. I saw a video on on uh, YouTube claiming that it's all AJ's fault. <laughs> Really, and it's pl- and the thing is, it's
1: a plausible explanation. Yeah, I never liked that kid. I, I, something something was wrong about he him. He rubbed right? me the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, Paul Newman has a memoir coming out next fall. The manuscript was recently discovered in the house where Newman's wife Joanne Woodward still lives. Uh, didn't he already write one? You know, that's a good question. Wait, how many memoirs can you can you can you cram in there? And how long did it take her to figure out there was a book somewhere in the house? He died in 2008. That tells me that Joanne Woodward's not cleaning the house. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, in this book, he'll talk about acting, directing, his 50-year marriage to Joanne Woodward, drinking politics, and more. Well, there you go. Looking forward to the release of that next fall. That's your Hollywood Trash. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for... Who am I filling in for today? Everybody. <laughs> We've got the sport. <laughs>
2: And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? First of all, let me just say thank you to the more than 60 smart-ass Bax and O'Brien fans who did the wellness check on me yesterday, just to make sure that I was still breathing after the news that Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers had come down with COVID, Your kindness and occasional sarcasm did not go unnoticed. As I'm sure many of you have heard by now, Aaron Rodgers has tested positive. Positive after ensuring the media that he had been fully immunized. Now what he failed to point out is that this alleged immunization did not come at the hands of a life-saving vaccine. Instead, he resorted to an undisclosed homeopathic remedy. What the hell does that mean? Well, that's a little unclear. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers was using bleach, Windex, or a fistful of horse dewarmer from Joe Rogan's medicine cabinet. All I can tell you is, it didn't take. And as a result, he will not only miss this Sunday's game against the Kansas City Chiefs, but every other game until he can provide a negative test following a 10-day quarantine. Now, if you're like me, you may be wondering a few things. First of all, if he wasn't actually vaccinated, wouldn't he have been in violation of NFL protocols for not wearing a face mask during all those press conferences? Why, yes he would. But there's also the bigger question. How many potential Jeopardy contestants might have been affected if the off season had gone another way? Listen, despite his insistence that a homeopathic recipe was his gateway towards full immunity, I should point out that Aaron Rodgers is not a doctor. He's not even close. Instead, he was an American Studies major. That's the major you pick when pre-med is not an option. Look, I love Aaron Rodgers as much as the next Packer fan, especially when they're hoisting a record of 7-1. But I'm not so naive where I am incapable of acknowledging that Aaron Rodgers might just be an ignorant dipstick. You're in the middle of a $134 million contract playing a game in which your brain could be turned into mush and you're worried about a little shot of Moderna because it might not be healthy for you? Are you finding any logic in that sort of process? Because frankly, I see none of it. The only thing I'm seeing is your backup Jordan Love trying to pick up the mess that you just left behind. But hey, and of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Dog run through the screen door. Go see Pat at the Liberty Street Rockies in Springfield. Pat fixes broken windows and screens. In fact, every Rocky store has a window and screen repair guy just like Pat. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 615, and Billy Idol on Rock 102.
1: Hey, it's interesting back. By the way, Dave Coombs from Laser993 filling in for For everybody. Steve Nagel and John are out. Um, Very apropos that we had Rebel Yell from Billy Idol about the famous whiskey. Apparently, he wrote that after a night with the stones of drinking, and and they were drinking some Rebel Yell, and he was like, hey, I'm going to write a tune about that. Yeah, and and
0: now look at him. Right? Well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Still trying to dry out after all this time. Yeah, but
1: you know what? He looks. He looks okay. I think he has. Dude's had a
0: lot of work done. Y-
1: okay, he's maybe. had
0: some. He's had some nips and tucks, and I'm not just talking like nips of Rebel <laughs> Yell. I'm talking about he's been under the knife a few times.
1: Well, wide receiver Henry Ruggs had a few nips off of something because his blood alcohol content was .16, which was about double the legal limit. Right. When he crashed that Corvette the other night. And I, when I say night, I mean 3.39 in the morning. What the
0: hell? So there's a couple of things going on here. where you, you, you When you read the details of the story, you mm-hmm. think, well, wait a minute. It's a guy who's got like a, what is it? It's like a four-year, $16 million contract to play with the Raiders. And in a, in a blink of an eye, he throws it all away. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not only two times the limit, but he's driving this Corvette 156 miles an hour. A 23-year-old woman gets killed as a result. And her dog, too, by the and, way. And the dog. Don't yep. forget the dog. Right. But he's also driving around uh, with a loaded firearm, which I do not believe uh, he was licensed to own. That's That part I'm trying to figure out whether uh, he had a license. But there's so many aspects
1: uh, to this guy's story. How come, by the way, how come she has to die? How come... He's okay. How come? I mean, it, doesn't that seem like an injustice in and of itself? Well, it's always
0: or, an it's always an injustice no you know, matter who dies. If right. if if someone dies and someone doesn't, you can always make that case. Mm-hmm. But if a guy is is you behaving this irresponsibly, and again, 156 miles an hour, I don't think my car goes 156 miles an hour, even if it's
1: even if it's like going downhill and I'm flooring it. That was his top speed. I think when he hit the vehicle and caused the manslaughter, the vehicular homicide, whatever they're calling it, he was going on like 124 when he hit the vehicle.
0: You know, if I'm the, the cop and I'm, I've got the, uh, the radar gun and I see 156 miles an hour mm-hmm. pop up, yep. I'm going to bang on the side of it just to make sure, is this thing working right? Because <laughs> well, I don't think
1: that that's supposed to happen. Well, the DA out there in Vegas who was handling the case is saying it's by far the most egregious example of speeding he's ever seen in his life of covering this yeah, kind of stuff.
0: This guy, uh, with all of that irresponsibility, could face up to 46 years in prison, may get like 20 years in prison if he's convicted on this stuff, but there's uh, there's nothing here that says that he won't, and the Raiders have already dropped him from the team, good. At, which I think is a good decision. It's unlocked you know, unlike a lot of other teams that would say, "Is he available?"
1: Well, he is the fa- I guess at one time, maybe still is the fastest guy in the NFL. Obviously, he proved that by going 156 miles per hour. But sometimes they'll make exceptions for guys like that with skills.
0: I get accused all the time of driving like a 90-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, to me, the speed limits are uh, are hard, fast rules, and you'll be—I'll be damned if I go beyond that.
1: Have you ever come close? (laughs) (laughs) I've never gotten close to 156. The the most I ever went, I was with my son, and he was about 15, and we were visiting the Grand Canyon. It was just the two of us. A nice father-son bonding trip, and we were in the middle of somewhere in northern Arizona near the Grand Canyon nothing for miles and miles. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to see how fast this rental car will go. Sure, I got it up to, just to say I did it, I got up to 100. Just to see what, and it felt horrible going at that speed. My son, by the way, is deathly scared of going fast. He shut his eyes during the whole thing.
0: Is, but, is that because he's afraid of the speed? Or yes. is he afraid of his old man driving that kind of speed? <laughs>
1: well, probably a little bit of both. He's He's a very cautious driver. And for a kid, I mean, you know, he's 34 now, but he's a very cautious driver. So we got it up to 100 just to see what it'd feel like. And there was no sense of depth perception because out in Arizona, there's nothing. There, there's no trees going by, there's yeah. no cars going by. You it's not got, like you're stuff. And it was still frightening to yeah. go at that
0: speed. I think the, uh, you know, in some states, now here in Massachusetts, the, uh, the posted speed maximum is 65 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. But there are some states. Where the maximum is 75. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Montana,
1: I'm, places like that, I think. Well, I a think, lot of open
0: roads. I think Indiana was one of them. Okay. And, I, you know, I've driven, you know, cross country a number of times. And I remember in Indiana, it's, it, you know, it's 75 miles an hour is a speed limit. And thinking, well, it, it, then it must be true that if you're only 10 miles over the speed limit, they can't possibly pull you over mm-hmm. because that's just, uh, you know, that's just. A a a law enforcement uh, you, you know courtesy they in, give you Indiana you know?
1: is a little more conservative well, perhaps
0: but you know they they like their speed because you know <laughs> where are any of them going
1: well there's the home of the Indianapolis five hundred yeah right. right
0: so they're you know they're used to it I mean yep. I wasn't driving you know hundred miles an hour but I think I got it so you know if eighty five is like uh, the cushion mm-hmm. in a state like <laughs> Indiana right. Well, then clearly I could push it up to 90, 95 Mm -hmm. and maybe get away with it. And I I think I got it up to 95 uh, miles an hour. But, you know, you're going so fast on a road that's completely flat with no real uh, civilization around you. Right. But you don't even realize you're going that fast. Right. What is more remarkable about the fact that uh, I was able to hit that top speed of 90, 95 is that I did it in a minivan wow a minivan no curves going on i assume oh no total straightaway (laughs) i'm gonna gonna take a curve at that kind (laughs) of at that kind of speed and uh i was you know it wasn't so much that i was feeling like i was driving in an impressive way i was just stunned that i could get a minivan over 50 miles an hour
1: well, Ruggs was in near a residential neighborhood going this speed. I mean, is there no fear factor at all there where you're going that well, fast? You know, you know what it's like.
0: I mean, when you uh, when you get your blood alcohol content twice over the the, uh, the legal limit, I guess, you know how right? You know, uh, the more you drink, the more bold you become. Sure, like you know, you you get drunk and you say. Yeah, you know, I've never, I've never tried this, but I, I saw it in a movie once, and I think I can pull it off.
1: I'm fast it, and furious.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with cars. I mean, it could be anything from like you know, sticking straws into your nostrils or you know, whatever it might be. Some stupid
1: crap. <laughs> Picking up a bad choice of a woman in a bar, perhaps. Yes, yeah, so, the, oh, the beer
0: goggles. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, oh I've heard <laughs> she's got the syphilis, but I'm sure <laughs> she doesn't give it to everybody. <laughs> um, you know, it's like you, know, you just get, you just get bold and irresponsible. Yeah. But if you're combining all those things with irresponsible speed,
1: a loaded handgun, and you're drunk, and and you've got your girlfriend in the car with you too or some girl in the yeah. car, I got I don't know who. And then but. you wind up
0: killing a woman and her dog. Seems to me this guy should serve the maximum in prison and never be allowed to play football again as opposed to you know somebody else who may be in the NFL. Who, like I said, every other team is saying,
1: "Is he available and willing to negotiate?" Yeah, look, look at what happened with Josh Gordon. He's had like like six or seven chances, and he still keeps getting chances. I know. Not, not obviously, not, not the criminal that Henry Ruggs is. No, but, but, but he's been indefinitely suspended like yes. you know six
0: times. I mean, how many more indefinite suspensions can one man have mm-hmm. and get reinstated every single
1: time? Right. Well, good chance Henry Ruggs won't be speaking at his alma mater anytime soon. The University of Alabama Crimson Tide.
0: No, I, th- I think they're gonna I think they're gonna probably close the door on his <laughs> alumni do- donations. God. It's uh, 624 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102.
1: For details. It's
0: 627 with Bax and Dave, <laughs> Dave Coombs from Laser 993. Again, uh, Steve is out today and uh, John continues to be out, so uh,
1: it's just uh, you and me. Good morning. And uh, I know we're going to get to the joke of the day here in just a minute. You and I were talking about joke telling a moment ago during the ads. I'm not good at it. I don't know if you're like a joke teller. I can't even remember jokes. Like if somebody asked me to tell, I couldn't. Well, see, that's my that's
0: my problem. I I can tell a joke if I know the joke, but I have to really I really got to know it. I got to I got to experience it and I got to I got to almost commit it to memory like like today's joke. Uh, it's a little, uh, you know, high concept. So, I mean, you, yeah, you, you kind of have to suspend some, uh, your belief in reality. All right. Uh, and, and also, uh, you're just going to have to bear with me because it is maybe a little ethereal. All right. I can't okay. wait.
1: Can't wait for that. I was on an interview one time for a morning radio show in Columbus, Ohio. Right. And I was going to join a cast member who was already on the show. And I was meeting at dinner, supposedly with my partner to be. The program director and the general manager of the radio station. And for a while, we're waiting for the other guys. It's just me in the suit. No, me- oh, I don't like that. Oh,
0: I don't like that at right.
1: all. Right. It's not starting good, doesn't end well. It's just me and the general manager sitting there waiting. And he says to me, he goes, Okay, funny man. He's just like that. Tell me a joke. Make, huh. make me laugh. And I'm well, like, Thank you very much for the dismissiveness right off the bat. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, Well, okay, Mr. Sales Guy, why don't you sell me something? you know like i don't tell jokes right what, what you know needless to say i didn't
0: get that job thank god i guess well, right? I mean, that's you know the, the one thing you don't want to do is being you know put on the spot right tell a joke goes over like a fart in church and right. all of a sudden you're expected to get the gig i don't think so
1: that's terrible <laughs> it was uh, obviously a precursor of things to come it didn't go well from that point forward oh, and you, i didn't you, get the it job. probably worked out for the best yeah. for exactly
0: you, yep mm-hmm. all right so let's
2: laugh
1: tell me Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke
2: of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102, Joke
0: of the Day brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rom Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke.
1: Oh my God, that is
0: hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. All right, David, I, I tried to warn you. This is the this is a a, a high conceptual uh, joke here okay backs you're in a safe space here all right i hope so I want everybody cause you know i don't tell a joke on this show i just react to it and 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 there you go so bear with me here we go all right a german shepherd walks into the uh, into a telegram office all right, i know it's a telegram office it's a stretch but okay german shepherd pulls out a blank form starts writing down woof 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 woof, woof. So the clerk, uh, you know, behind the counter examines the paper, looks at it, and 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 tells the dog politely, all right, you know, there's only nine words here. Uh, you could send another woof for the same price. The dog looks at him like he's an idiot and says, yeah, but that would make no sense at all. <laughs> you see, he wrote down woof as if that, do you understand what I'm getting at? It's a high concept
1: type of joke. Eight woofs was all he needed. That's <laughs> really, that's really all it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bax O'Brien. 634 with Bax and O'Brien O'Brien, rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serv-U Locksmith. They got a key for that. Filling in for Steve Nagle today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. All
1: right, in case you hadn't noticed, winter is approaching and the National Weather Service is hosting Winter Weather Preparedness Week. Each day this week, dedicated to a lesson. I know, I didn't even know. We're already almost done with the week. It is Winter Weather Preparedness Week. You know, uh... I, this is no. This will be your
0: second upcoming winter here in uh, Springfield, right? Yeah, but I've I grew up in New England, yeah, Southern
1: I mean, Vermont. I mean, I'm used to the okay. winters here. Yeah. Have you noticed this
0: remarkable phenomenon uh, between our, our like uh, our news gathering sources, you know, newspapers, mm-hmm. television, now us, that whenever it's like uh, like the beginning of November and we talk about winter uh, preparation. That we treat it as though none of us have ever been through a winter before in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, this is new information to us. Like, we've never considered the fact, hey, you know what? Now might be a good time to take the screens out of the windows or take the, or, or to take the uh, air conditioner out of the window or,
1: yeah. you know, put on a sweater. Locate the scraper in your car. Make sure your car itself is fitted for potential disasters that might occur on the roadways you know, i complain
0: but i still haven't done that and like for the third day in over a week i've had to scrape my window down with a with a costco card
1: <laughs> i used to have to use a uh an empty uh, cassette deck back when i had cassettes that i listened to in the oh, car yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the plastic case around the cassette yeah that was good as a scraper it did work yeah yeah, yeah. uh winter weather preparedness week today by the way the lesson is all about hypothermia According to the National Weather Service, warning signs of hypothermia include shivering, memory loss, disorientation, incoherence, Hmm. slurred speech, drowsiness, and apparent exhaustion. I mean, that could describe all of us on a daily basis, right? I must must suffer from that 12 12 months a year. (laughs) I mean, they need to be a little more specific, I think. Hey, as of Wednesday this week, more than a half a million Massachusetts residents have rolled up their sleeves for a COVID-19 vaccine booster shot to help further protect themselves and the public from the virus. This is according to the State Department of Public Health. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers didn't get that memo out in Wisconsin. He was using, what was it, uh, homeopathic or holistic treatment?
0: Yeah, and, and then passing that off by saying, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm been immunized." Yeah, right. Not not vaccinated, immunized. Follow the rules, right? Uh, during my view from the couch, I pointed out that Aaron Rodgers, uh, in spite of his alleged att- intelligence, is not a doctor. Right? He's an American Studies major. Which is the, the major you choose when pre-med is not an option?
1: Yeah, at uh, my college, it, it was sociology. By the way, that was that major.
0: Yeah, well, with us, it was always uh, communications and broadcasting. <laughs> you know, those those
1: not qualify for an actual degree in something went into that. Well, I still haven't gotten a booster shot yet. I don't know if the Moderna thing is available or not. And you know,
0: I was just looking that up because you know, I'm a, a Moderna survivor, too, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the deal is with, it, with the booster. And-, and I don't and I don't think that even if it's available. It's going to be available to us for at least a little while
1: still. Well, I'm a little older than you are. I might qualify before you qualify. I don't know about that. Um, hmm. And where do we go? Do I have to? Cause I drove to Norwich to get my both of my Moderna Norwich? Shots. Yes. Because when I went to sign up, there were no closer... Available shots oh, yeah, where cause... they didn't have the serum or whatever it was. So, like, the first available was like Norwich. I'm like, all right, I'll drive to Norwich. It wasn't a CVS between <laughs> Enfield and Norwich somewhere in between? Not that had the shot within the time frame I wanted to. Where I wanted to, like, get it done. You yeah, know? So right. I was like, wait four weeks, six weeks or something. I'm, like, I'm not waiting. I'll just drive to Norwich and get it done.
0: I'd like to know what this homeopathic <laughs> remedy was. You know, is it is it uh, Windex? Is it Bleach? <laughs> You know, is it a horse dewormer? What is it? Put Windex. What is
1: it? What did, he,
0: what did he take and then try to pass it off as, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine.
1: That's why I don't want to have to wear a mask during a press conference. A little chamomile tea, maybe. Who knows? Please. As for the virus itself, there's a new variant. I don't know if you heard about this or not. It's known as Delta Plus.
0: Isn't that the same thing that Delta Airlines does for their, uh, for their uh, preferred passengers? Exactly
1: right. The Delta variant now has Delta Plus, and it's been detected in Massachusetts and seven other states, according to a website, Outbreak.info. No idea there was such a website. Outbreak.info said there was one case of this particular Delta Plus detected in Massachusetts back on October 5th.
0: Now, uh, again, I'm no immunologist, so it's hard for me to say this for sure, but what I was reading this morning uh, in a very reliable source is that the the Delta plus mm-hmm. not as dangerous as just the plain old Delta, right? I mean, you could get the Delta plus and say, all right, I'm feeling I'm feeling terrific with no uh, no symptoms. It's not as scary as uh, some of the other uh, coronavirus uh, strains.
1: I have JetBlue Plus, by the way. Really? I do. you get extra miles for that?
0: Mm -hmm. Good for you.
1: Amazon is dangerous as well. Now, they're the leader in prime shopping and delivery of products. They're also the leader in options for streaming entertainment services. And apparently, Amazon, among the leaders in scammers. Since July of 2020, roughly a third of all scams came from somebody pretending to represent amazon this information from the federal trade commission i mean amazon has become one of the quote trusted brands that everybody at least is aware of and that's why scammers are gravitating toward that i
0: don't even know i wouldn't necessarily refer to him as a trusted brand it's just the brand i go to because well that's what you just you just do
1: that a high volume brand i guess right but
0: yeah, like uh, you know we've had steve weissman on from Mm Scamaside.com on a number of times and if you ever go to his website and you look at all the times in which, you know, an Amazon scam is being run. Mm-hmm. You you wonder like, well, okay, how do you even know whether or not it's really Amazon fulfilling your purchase mm-hmm. or not? But this is more about, you know, when they contact you and say, you know, we're having a problem with your, uh, you know, with your package. We're going to need another 50 bucks and you can wire it or give us, uh, you know, Amazon gift cards to pay to pay it back at that point you know it may not be on the up and up yeah
1: that's one of the ways they get you Uh, my wife used to have amazon packages arriving it seemed like to me on almost a daily basis on our doorstep along with her daughter who wrote you know ordered stuff from amazon all the time right i I have never ordered anything from amazon have you never never no not once i think i might have ordered something that was shipped to my mom for like a Christmas gift or something like that. But I've never for myself have I ever... B- besides, I don't. I just don't buy anything anyway. I buy food that I need to eat and I buy uh, a round of golf for myself. Oh, I yeah. I don't buy anything.
0: I don't want to say that I'm a problem shopper, but I've been getting stuff from Amazon all time. The time.
1: Oh, so you
0: are part of the problem? No,
1: I'm not part of the problem.
0: I'm part of the solution, David. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm telling you right now, right to your face. Making the economy hum. I'm I'm buying stuff like it's like like it's magic, you know. And I'm not only buying stuff. Uh, you know, if my wife wants something from Amazon, we go through my account because I've had it for years and mm-hmm. I got Prime, and boom, I got it, and I get it, and I get everything delivered here because believe it or not, there's always going to be somebody here to accept. Mm-hmm. Right. I get what that. I what I buy, I get but that. I buy I yeah I'm on Amazon uh, frequently. All right, not buying uh, you know big ticket. Like the other day, I, don't, I don't mean to brag, got myself a uh, a purchase of brand new shoelaces. <laughs>
1: what, what, what you can't you just go to the, the Walmart or Target Do you and get any idea sho-
0: how little variety there is in the Walmart. Shoelace department. How
1: much variety do you need? What do you need? Pink ones or like polka dotted? What What do you need? Get a pair of black ones, a white ones, or a brown ones. That's it. I got, a,
0: I got a pair of uh, Merrill hiking boots, which okay. is ironic because you'll never see me hiking ever again. But I got the <laughs> boots right. Well, the problem is, you know, after a period of time, those laces, you know, wear out.
1: Okay, so maybe they're like dark green or something like that. Well, or- you
0: got to make sure it's the right color, uh, Dave. You oh. just can't go to like a Walmart and expect you're going to get the exact color that fits that shoe but yeah i can go on amazon any day of the week 24 hours a day find exactly what i'm looking for and i can have those shoelaces in my possession within 24 to 48 hours thanks to my prime membership
1: you have a problem
0: it's not a it's not a problem these were these were high quality replacements for my shoes. I happen to buy sixteen of them, but you never know. So you're ready for the apocalypse in I case am, you run out of shoelaces. In, in I, case I there's some emergency hiking that I have to do on a trail. <laughs> <laughs> I, at the very least, I'm going to pack a, a backup of laces. Now were these. Merrill
1: brand shoelaces, or were they some knockoff posing as Merrill?
0: Oh, it's always a knockoff. I oh, never, okay. never pay full
1: price for anything, so, ever. So you're, you're willing to compromise that, but you're not willing to just go into a brick-and-mortar store and buy yourself shoelaces. Dave, what
0: I'm telling you, there are no brick and mortar shoelace stores anymore. You know, back in the old days, if you just went to a place called Just Shoelaces. You could get exactly what you need. But now they got they got black ones, they got white ones, and brown ones. But they don't have the fancy, uh, multicolored ones that hold your shoe in place. Wow, no wonder O'Brien's not here. <laughs> Or, or Steve. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In fact, everybody's jumping <laughs> a ship.
1: <laughs> a recent study found out which dog breeds have the most manners and which ones have the least. Now, you did the joke about, what was it, a German Shepherd walking? It was a,
0: it was a German Shepherd.
1: Now, the German Shepherd, not on either list. But this study apparently found out the naughtiest breeds and the best behaved breeds of dogs. And what do we got? According to Protect My Paws... Which is a pet insurance company? They found the best-behaved dog breed is the Korean Jindo. I I never never heard of it. The Korean Jindo. The Korean and of course, it's it comes from Korea. They're beating us in that too. Is that this, a Jindo
0: with a J? That's with a J. The, okay, there you the, go. The
1: Korean Jindo is the best-behaved dog breed in the world.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, they're adorable. <laughs> Have
1: you, have you ever seen one in person?
0: No, of course not, because they're all in Korea. But if, if that dog had its mouth wrapped around my leg, I'd say, oh, what an adorable little <laughs> flesh-eating
1: animal. On the other end of the spectrum, the least well-behaved dog is the Japanese Spitz, spelled like Mark Spitz the swimmer. The Japanese Spitz is the least-behaved dog right. breed in the
0: world. So the Japanese Spitz mm-hmm. looks like a little white puff ball. Like you just you, and he's got the like an innocent face, just an innocent little face, and you're telling me that dog uh, is a little jerk, evil to the core. By the way, this is this list is being put together by a pet insurance company. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about a flimsy kind of business, pet insurance? (laughs) You're already you're already telling me this is a kind of uh, company that says, "Oh, I'm sorry." you got a Japanese spitz in the house, we're not going to insure you. Yeah, right, exactly. Because that dog is a jerk.
1: And, and you wonder uh, if they discriminate against other certain types of pets, because I know they've taken it to quite an extreme now with people and their uh, security pets that they bring on aer- yeah, airplanes and things right. like that. I wonder what the strangest We had to get an interview with the director of Protect My Paw's Pet Insurance. Oh, you, you've got a,
0: cor- a Korean Jindo? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we'd be happy to insure you for a, for a low price, and here's a
1: tote bag for your convenience. In Ohio, yes, the North Ridgeville police have created quite a stir. They have warned residents not to put their Christmas decorations up too early. Why? Because it's too early. The post from the North Ridgeville, Ohio police reads: "Quote, Christmas season does not start now. We're looking into it, but we think it might be considered." Disorderly conduct to put Christmas decorations out this early.
0: Come on. Disorderly conduct. Peace on earth and goodwill towards Ben is a twelve month operation. Let's all be cool and get through Thanksgiving and Halloween first, and then we'll see about Christmas. We're already making plans to put up the tree because we're like, you know, we just need something to to brighten this room up. We need new balls. We need new lights. I got a ten foot I got the I got the fakest Christmas tree that man could ever get it's a it's got comes in three sections it's pre-lit i just snap it all together
1: hoist it into its stand and boom i got yuletide joy for an entire season all right scrooge the only place that you should have a fake christmas tree is florida we used to have one there i lived in florida for 10 years between the ages of 10 and 20 right i get it to have a fake evergreen tree in the state of florida otherwise get a real tree Bax. come on man no
0: no 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 i don't want to i first of all it's a lot of work uh, to uh, to put in a fake tree, mm-hmm. it's very easy to just snap one all together. that sits in a box underneath the stairway all year long.
1: And have you decided what date you're going to actually put this thing together and put it up or not? Like- uh,
0: well, I mean, it, it's going to require some moving, some things around in our uh, in our room. Uh, but uh, it will probably be sooner than later, even if that means I'm. Uh, you said disorderly conduct. Mm-hmm. I might be uh, I might be facing that
1: uh, a pre-Thanksgiving christmas decorating or not
0: maybe oh my god maybe but you know i've said we're, we're gonna get a lot of things done before thanksgiving and we never do
1: yes and hopefully rock 102 is not going to go all christmas music before thanksgiving new no. right see no. you now you see now you you talk about the joy of the holidays and christmas for your own self but then you're a scrooge when it comes to the christmas music apparently i don't get on a Scrooge a, a at, at all
0: i, I mean, listen i love uh, i love the christmas music as much as anybody i just don't like it on the radio i'll do it you know, at home and and uh, you know, play some some uh, some breathtaking you know uh, you know <laughs> you know Christmas songs, but not here at work. I need I need some time away from it.
1: Fair enough. We've got Christmas-like overnight lows hovering in the low to mid 30s this week. As for the daytime highs, low to mid 50s for the rest of the week with lots of sunshine. I'm Dave Coombs, filling in for Steve Nagel on the news on Rock 102. On
0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.55 and Judas Priest on Rock 102. Good
1: morning. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel and John O'Brien on Rock 102. You're and, filling in for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. He's got his book out. I guess uh, it's close to the top in the New York Times bestseller list. Did you talk to him? Was he one of the I guys? I did. Yeah.
0: And it, it's actually a really interesting book because if, you know, he, I mean. You know, it goes through his entire career, and it mm-hmm. also talks about, you know, how here's an openly gay man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. working in heavy metal, which right. you would not think would be an entirely embracing community. But actually, in many ways, it was. The moment to, that uh, that he came out publicly on MTV, everyone was like saying, you yeah, know, well, now we already kind of knew. Yeah,
1: because John Gruden didn't work there. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Gruden, Gruden would have out of him years earlier.
0: But actually, it's a very interesting book, and you can uh, check out that interview with uh, Rob Halford on uh, Baxi's musical uh, podcast. Uh, Rock 102 is bringing in New England Patriot football all season long. This Sunday, the Patriots are in Carolina to take on the Panthers. We're going to talk to uh, Scott Zolak after 8 o'clock. The live Country Hyundai pregame show begins at 10 o'clock With kickoff scheduled at 1, again, Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak bring you all the play-by-play
1: action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Let me tell you, I love listening to the coverage on Rock 102. I think it sounds awesome, and I do like watching on television, so I sort of split my time usually. I'll do some errands, drive around on a Sunday, listen to the coverage on Rock 102, and then go back home and maybe watch the second half on TV. I think it's nice.
0: I'd almost rather listen to those guys than watch the Manning cast. I think i'm kind of done with that
1: oh no yeah, I, I love watching I, those guys
0: yeah i don't know really I, it's like it's gotten kind of yeah silly i don't know why it just it's like you know i, I guess i just want to watch the game
1: well and and i think there is a disconnect uh, on the level of talent there Peyton is fantastic Eli not not so much well wow, that's
0: <laughs> that's true on so many different levels isn't it
1: but I love the line that Peyton Manning had they were talking about how many great Manning football players there have been and he, you know, <laughs> with John Stewart yeah and he had the line about yes my dad's stud fee has risen dramatically <laughs> over the last few
0: years <laughs> yeah John Stewart choking on that line that was a pretty good one yeah it's 658 with Bax and
2: Dave Coombs on Rock 102. New England Patriots Football. Every-
0: Happy Thanksgiving.
2: And now, Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a couple days ago when I mentioned that Marcus Smart was concerned because he's playing with a couple of ball hogs in the Boston Celtics roster? And you remember me quoting Marcus as saying that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't know how to pass the ball and there's no way he can help his team win games when there isn't a basketball in his hands. Yeah, well, those are all very good points, because in order for your teammates to contribute, you have to give them something to do. And if they're standing there with their arms in the air yelling your name because they're wide open, that's a pretty good sign that they would like to help. Especially when it comes to scoring points. And in basketball, that is among the very key elements to winning games. Which I should point out, the Celtics have only done three times so far this season. Yesterday, the team held a players-only meeting to air their grievances. I can't tell you exactly what was said in that meeting. All I can do is speculate. And it might have gone something like this. Hey, idiots, you got five guys in the court. How about acknowledging a few of them by letting them play with the ball? Lo and behold, last night the Celtics beat the Orlando Magic on the road, 92-79. And while Jalen Brown still scored 28 points and Jason Tatum added 14, Marcus Smart was allowed to score 8. Al Horford at 12. Robert Williams third scored 12 points too. If I didn't know any better, I'd say that something was almost, looked like, like a team effort. It's almost as if Marcus Smart's complaint might have actually resonated with his young ball-hogging teammates. Sure, Jalen Brown still scored 28 points, but you can't turn a guy around overnight. Sometimes it takes a, a moment or two to let it all sink in that passing a basketball is not a sign of failure. For crap's sakes, Brown and Tatum were even credited with a couple of assists. Six of them, in fact. Does this mean the Celtics are on their way to turning things around? No, they still suck, but at least they'll suck together. And at the end of the day, that may be the very best thing that we can hope for. Because right now, it's hard to get optimistic about a team that's currently in 12th place at the Eastern Conference. Talk to me in a month or two, and maybe we'll be having a different conversation. But not today, at least not yet. But hey, never mind my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Have a pro sharpen your chainsaw. See Allen at the Westfield Rockies. Allen's a steel-trained chainsaw expert. You need service and repairs or want to figure out which chainsaw to buy? It's good people and rock solid service like Allen will give you at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and the Almond Brothers on Rock 102.
1: Good morning, I'm Dave Coombs, filling in on the Rock 102 show this morning, low to mid-50s with sunshine right through the weekend, overnight lows hovering in the low to mid-30s. Yeah,
0: so uh, so Steve is out, uh, John is out, mm-hmm. Dan Williams is out today. Uh, he's not uh, coming in today or tomorrow. Wow. So Sandy Max fills in for him today. It's like, yeah, everybody's just like uh, either falling apart or got other obligations.
1: And uh, how deep is the bench here on Rock 102 beyond that? Oh, man.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a thin, thin bench. I, I believe Sandy may be doing nine hours of broadcasting today.
1: <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing that leads people to quit their jobs. Being overworked that way, and uh, you know, maybe facing the music a little too much. In you fact, know,
0: I don't. If I go back and I think about quitting my job, I don't think I've ever quit a full-time job. I've quit part-time crappy jobs. Mm-hmm, me too, but never, uh, you know, never in an angry way. No, so uh, I was always able to do it because something better was going on.
1: Well, there is a, a phenomenon now called rage quitting. Yeah, and and it's it's been happening more and more because of the pandemic people have been rage quitting. There are studies about it, psychological studies, business studies. There's a company called Business Insider. They write up a lot of articles on their website about people who do work and how they, you know, fare at work and the, right. the problems and the challenges they face. They spoke with a bunch of people about rage quitting and the reasons why they left and apparently it's being more and more accepted now. It used to be, "Oh, you should never burn a bridge. You should never, you know, quit in a rage." Now, it's being accepted during the pandemic that, you know, we get it. It's understandable, and here's how you should rage quit. People love rage.
0: Mm-hmm. They love uh they love rage, outrage, indignation, they love all that stuff. The
1: great resignation rages on right now. People are resigning in huge numbers from their jobs.
0: Yeah, to become entrepreneurs. I haven't seen any of those entrepreneurs actually entrepreneur anything yet. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I, 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 am I the only one waiting? You're right. They're going to come crawling back to the workforce, and then it may be too late for some of them, especially if they burn bridges. I think they- there's only so much room
0: for entrepreneurs. I mean, there's lots of room for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but there's only, entrep- there's only enough room for the ones who are good at it. Right. So- you know, for for everybody who said, "Well, I'm not going back to that cubicle ever again," mm-hmm. uh, you'll be you'll be uh, hard pressed to get me to put my nose that close to the grindstone. <laughs> but yet, I think you're right. I think at some point, people going to say, "All right, I'll work for the hourly wage I was getting prior to me quitting." Yeah, you I'm know, sorry. Suddenly, I should never have done that. Suddenly,
1: getting a paycheck and being able to pay the bills seems awfully attractive yeah. compared to the alternative. You got uh, office space with Jennifer Aniston rage quitting her job. Yeah. We know, you know we've never we've had a lot of
0: people leave this place over the years. I mean a, like an extraordinary number of people and I've only seen somebody um, leave in like a, a, a cloud of of nuclear waste once. Oh you
1: actually wow you've seen one I've never seen anything like this. I think it'd be fascinating.
0: I saw some uh, somebody this is this goes back an awful long time and I'm not even going to mention this person's name or what they did. All I will say is they were let go. Uh, down here, mm-hmm. you know, back back many years ago, the program director's office was down the hall, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from from where we are sitting right now, and uh, they were fired. And then what this person did was climb the stairs to go back up, like towards like the entrance, right, of the building, and then threw herself down the stairs, oh. and then say. I knew someday that was gonna happen. Like she was like trying to put everybody on notice that you get rid of me, you're looking at a lawsuit for having the inconvenience of stairs.
1: Wow! So she tried to fake an injury. Yeah, she tried to fake an injury on her way out.
0: Nice. Which which, uh, I don't think resulted in any real, uh, you know, you know, you know, real law, real law action. Nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing legal happened. But that was. Yeah, that was
1: minor, but it was like that was probably the most, you know, spectacular blow up that I can recall. I, I I never quit in a rage, although I did lose my job under similar circumstances. I was sitting just like we are right now with my partner D Collins in Rochester, New York. Right. And the owners came into the studio in the middle of the show. Dave, we need to speak to you in the office. In the middle of the show? In the middle of the show. It was like seven ten on a Tuesday morning or something. Man, like that. that's cold. They brought me into the office and gave me the pink slip and they put a cart deck into the 8-track cartridge that we were running at the time. It was like 1987. Right. And the cart deck then ran on a loop for the next few days. We are under construction. We are building a new radio station. You're oh, going to love the new God. product. But yeah, they fired me in the middle of the show. In the middle of the day. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh-huh. That's brutal. Yep. Yeah. But I never quit in a rage, and you've never done that. But no. People are doing it more and more. Uh, there's a woman named Jennifer. She was interviewed for this business insider piece. She's a paralegal. And her boss refused to give raises during the COVID crisis, even though this business was doing very well. After everyone was ordered back to the office, his wife exposed everyone to COVID. Instead of warning the employees to get tested, they tried to cover it up. And that's when this woman blew up and quit in a rage. So this is it.
0: Final straw, so to speak. When you think of it, it really shouldn't be that much of a surprise. You know, with all the things going on, mm-hmm. you know, with the pandemic being only one of them, you've got people in general, uh, you know, losing their ability to see things in a rational way. Everyone's acting kind of impulsively, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, psychologically or you know politically. Everyone's kind of, uh, you know, you're t- taking an, uh you know, a, a, like a knee jerk reaction to everything that they that they do. Mm-hmm. Add that to. Having to go to a workplace during a pandemic, surrounded by people who you, know, you work with, but you don't you don't know who these people are hanging out with. You sure. don't you don't you know you you don't know whether they're being vaccinated mm-hmm. or, or compliant. So you know you're already got this great sense of you know anxiety being in front or around coworkers. I mean, you and I work with about
1: uh, 25, 27 people. Mm-hmm. You trust any of these people? Well, obviously, some of the people in this building don't because there are people who still wear their masks through the hallways. Here.
0: Sure, there's a, there's a couple of them, yeah. and, and, and no judgment. You know, no, no, do, no, not no. for me. Not at all. But, I mean, do you trust any of them? I don't know about that. Some of the people here are
1: very shifty. Well, I'd love to see a rage quit. I would love to see it. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. You got a chance to see that thing falling down the stairs. I mean, that was, that's fantastic. I'd love to see it. And because it's happening in more and more numbers, there are now uh, lessons online in how to rage quit. Yeah. According to the experts, they say that if you're going to do it and you want to go out with a bang, make sure you practice your speech ahead of time. You know, sit in front of a mirror. If you If you want to make this dramatic, you know, Big speech when you go out the door, make sure you practice it, and then also make sure you put it completely in writing and give a copy to HR ahead of actually quitting your job. It's called monologuing. Mm-hmm.
0: Remember in like the movies- like the the uh, like the evil genius at the end of the movie would say, you know, would 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 do a long soliloquy a soliloquy about you know why they turned to crime and, sure. and 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 uh, you know you know Batman and Robin are about to be boiled in acid right before the show ends. Well, this you- is in
1: order to buy more time for the heroes to survive.
0: Well, see, that's the whole thing, right? If it's not an organized, clearly defined. Uh, monologue in mm-hmm. which you have considered every possibility including the heroes surviving <laughs> then you know that it doesn't mean very much but right. if you do it correctly mm-hmm. and then you just you know you, you take your, your your clipboard or your laptop or whatever it is and you just slam it on the floor before right. walking out the door mm-hmm. never looking back then that's a you know that's reasonable but you have to really practice that's i think you're right about that just, you you can't do it off the cuff yep. a good prepared Exit speech really would be the most satisfying way of accepting closure into your life when it comes to uh, to rage quitting. Yeah, I would ne- I would never quit without at least a little bit of preparation.
1: <laughs> and I'd love to see it, man. I would just love to see. It. I'm never going to do it. I'm not that kind of guy. I can't rage quit even if I want to. I think something would go off in my brain and would warn me. Nope, don't do that. Don't burn the bridge. Be nice. Yeah. Shake the hand, whatever. But I'd love to see it.
0: And- I, I'm not prone to fits of rage. But, no. you know, in, in a case like that, if mm-hmm. I felt I was wronged in some way, it would be the most satisfying way of going out. Yep. It really would be.
1: And maybe you'd be close to retirement age anyway, right? Oh,
0: you know what? Mm-hmm. That isn't all that. I mean, it's it's a long ways away. I mm-hmm. mean, it's 10, nine years, whatever it may be. Right. <laughs> Could be sooner than that for all I know. But mm-hmm. if I know I'm going out going to start uh, <laughs> jotting down some notes start now. Start planning now. That's exactly it. Right. <laughs> it's 723 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102.
1: Hi, this is Christopher Vialli, president of Cambridge Credit Counseling. App and Hitch.com.
0: It's just about 726 with Bax and uh, Steve. Oh, Steve uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Steve is off today. So is John. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon is literally around the corner. Uh, Monday, November 22nd uh, is when it starts at 6 a.m. It goes on to Wednesday, November 24th at 10 at the South Lot of the Basketball Hall of Fame in downtown Springfield. The goal is to fill three forty-eight 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. They need your help, and we need your help to do it. Uh, you can start your collection at home, at work, around the neighborhood, or uh, you can even donate online. We did uh, very, very well with that last year, and we can do it again this year at uh, rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Big Y, World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, and many more. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior, Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: You know, we were talking about rage quitting before. There's a couple of studies out now about falling asleep at work because President Biden appeared to nod off for about twenty seconds at the climate change conference in Scotland.
0: I have to assume that a lot of people are nodding off while we're working, <laughs> just based upon the quality of the show. Hopefully, not while driving. No, 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 no. But you know, maybe like while they're getting up and say, "Ah, mm-hmm. oh, to hell with it. I'm just going to go back to sleep."
1: Mm-hmm. Don't blame them, especially when I'm filling in. Uh, about one in four people have fallen asleep at work, according to a new poll, and over half of them say it's happened more than once. And there's a separate study going on. Measuring how tired workers are in all 50 states of the union. Yeah. So, have you fallen asleep ever? I, like, did you uh, ever do overnights on a radio station? Yeah, I,
0: I did, and I think it was like a couple of nights where I I nodded off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, never to the point where there wasn't something going on on the air. I do know of a story, and this is not a good one, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna share it with you of a uh of an individual who I know, uh not necessarily from around here, who uh during his show went to the bathroom and did not wake up. Now he didn't die. Oh. He just He must have been doing some real heavy power work in that bathroom and just decided to fall
1: asleep. Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven On just in case or not? I don't know if it was
0: uh, "Stairway to Heaven" or the immigrant song, but let's just say <laughs> there may have been a gap. Yeah, the immigrant song is like
1: two, two, minutes. two minutes.
0: It's not what you would call a bathroom song. No. Yeah, when you when you, when. <laughs> when you're playing, do you feel like we do from Peter Frampton? That's, that's okay. When, that's when you know there's some intestinal distress going on in the in, in the building. Uh,
1: low spark of high-heeled boys from traffic, um, maybe green grass and high tides from the outlaws. Any song from Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a separate study out, and I said measuring the tiredness of workers in all 50 states. So, in Connecticut and Massachusetts, not so much. Connecticut ranks 25th. Massachusetts ranks 27th. And how many states are there again? (laughs) There would be 50. Oh, then right in the middle. Yes. The most sleep-deprived workers are in Hawaii. Sleep-deprived? Really? Yes. Yes. I'd be sleeping all day if I lived over there. Yeah. The least sleep-deprived in South Dakota.
0: Wow. So there you go. Go figure that. Mm -hmm. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. It's seven thirty-two with in O'Brien to Rock One Hundred and Two. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, it's uh, let's see this month Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to up to fourteen hundred dollars. Call today and mention Rock One Hundred and Two for this special offer. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs.
1: The companion piece to falling asleep at work is a survey from one poll finding out about how much the average person struggles to fall asleep at night. When asked what keeps them from falling asleep the respondents to this survey said worries about personal stuff tops the list at 45 percent followed by being too hot at 35 percent something i cannot identify with because as i said the heat not functioning in my apartment building last night so could you build a fire yeah i probably could have done that i didn't even think about a
0: bonfire right there in the uh, the living room or something a
1: safe one right
0: no not necessarily (laughs) a safe one i'm just
1: saying if you're looking to warm up you know, the other part of the problem with this apartment building, Bax, is the fire alarms go off all the time, and it happens in the middle of the night. This is all those people building, building bonfires because the heat's out. Yeah, probably right. Hey, vaccinations on the rise here in the state of Massachusetts. As of yesterday, more than a half a million mass residents have rolled up their sleeves for a COVID-19 vaccine booster shot. That's in order to help further protect themselves and the public from the virus. These stats, according to the State Department of Public Health. And we know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't live here in Massachusetts. He didn't get a booster shot and he didn't get the regular vaccination shot.
0: No. What, had, what is the deal on the Moderna booster?
1: I don't know. Do we even know? I mean, is that even a thing yet? Now, you and I are under that same umbrella because we got the original Moderna twin injections, and now we're waiting for the booster, and I'll get it. I just don't know. I don't have any info on that.
0: Think about taking a horse dewormer just to see if that uh, if that works. Hmm. Are Think it? about trying it. Yeah, and maybe the booster, too. But, you know, just give it, uh, like, one last shot.
1: You know, I'm watching this uh, great series right now on Hulu uh, starring Michael Keaton called Dope Sick. Have you heard about this? Have oh, you, yeah, yeah. Have you watched it at no. all? Really, no. really good about um, how, you know, the uh, opioid crisis... Started in this country with the uh, folks from Purdue Pharma. Uh, right. it, it's fascinating. It's re- I recommend it highly. When it comes to good drug stories, it's a good drug story. Yeah, I like that. It, it's got me all reeled in. Uh, speaking of the COVID-19 virus, there's a new variant to the Delta variant. It's an additional variant. It's called the Delta Plus, and there have been 11 cases in the U.S., including one detected in Massachusetts back on October 5th. It still sounds like
0: a frequent flyer program for Delta Airlines. Mm-hmm. Like you get extra miles and you, know, you maybe uh, like a coupon up there, SkyMall.
1: Well, um Do you ever buy the SkyMall stuff, by the way? Have you ever bought anything out of that? Too busy buying stuff on Amazon. Yeah, obviously. You told me that last hour. The National Weather Service is hosting Winter Weather Preparedness Week. That's right. We're in the middle of it. Today's lesson is all about hypothermia. Warning signs include shivering, memory loss, slurred speech, Mm. drowsiness, and apparent exhaustion. You know, how, Sounds like getting drunk, actually. I know. I, I don't know how you tell the difference, frankly.
0: Thank God they're doing this because, you know, most of us have uh, never uh, bothered to remember anything that's ever gone on in a previous winter. Mm-hmm. Most of us flush that right out of our system. And without uh, the Weather Channel or a news organization uh, letting us know, it'd all be a surprise to us.
1: Yeah, having moved here from central New York. Yeah, right. Syracuse, Utica. I mean, I was, <laughs> it was like winter 9 months of the year for crying out loud.
0: I, so. a, I got a friend of mine said so they get there but during a booster on Friday. Oh really? How did he get so lucky? Well
1: Was is he same age as us roughly? No, later?
0: he's so much older. Ah, well. He's like a tunnel. He's like 35 years older than us.
1: That explains it. Hey, during the pandemic, cyber flashing is way up. Who knew C- it was a word? Cyber flashing? Cyber flashing? What is that? Dick pics? Oh. And the like? Well, we all do that. 25% of women say cyber flashing has increased during the pandemic, and 48% of women between the ages of 18 to 24 have received a sexual picture they didn't ask for in the last year. This is according to a survey from the folks at Bumble. Yeah. Now, you're not supposed to do that, right? Is that
0: the, uh, the ruling not yeah. supposed to be taking pictures of your junk and uh, sharing it.
1: But I guess because of the pandemic and because people are more bored and because we're spending more time alone, mm. I guess they're gravitating to that kind of thing. It's on the rise and now has a word: cyber flashing.
0: See, I probably wouldn't do that because I don't. Uh, I don't think I'd want that out there because you know, I don't want the judgment. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want someone to respond. Well, that looks like a penis, only smaller.
1: <laughs> well, and I, how about receiving them from a woman? By the way. I
0: don't want to see anyone's uh, penis pictures if I can help it.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about transgendering or whatever. I'm talking about a a a good, healthy vagina or something like that. Are you down with that? (sighs) I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm a
0: married man. You know, I'm I'm not interested in anybody else's. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing you're stating that publicly. That's it. Good job. Let me let me state that for the record.
1: Yeah, I'm okay if I got like a naked picture of Blake Lively or something like that. I'm not going to complain. If I get a picture of Brett Favre's crank, not so much. You know, I, uh, I,
0: uh, I've seen you know many, many pictures on the internet of bosoms uh, flopping all over the place, <laughs> and I don't find myself to be particularly offended by any of that. To me, the human body is a beautiful thing. I
1: don't like when they flop.
0: I'm, I'm speaking uh, not in terms of. Uh, I'm not speaking so literally. It's right. more figuratively. Gotcha. You see. <laughs> hey,
1: if there's a mascot for the proverbial Florida man. It could be 23-year-old Matt Lethem. He has the state of Florida tattooed on his face. Maybe you've seen this guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good decision.
1: He's got that right between the eyes. The state of Florida tattooed right between the eyes. Well, he was arrested earlier this year for marijuana possession and misuse of the 911 emergency system after he called 911 looking for a ride home. Now he's in more serious trouble because he got into a fight with his mom. She says he threw a large television at her, and then when she tried to get away, he grabbed her around the neck and tried to strangle her. Are there any,
0: is there any end to this guy's litany of very bad decisions in his life? I don't know. And, and To the point where the Florida tattoo mm-hmm. isn't even his worst decision. Right? It's not a good one, but it's not even his worst.
1: And I think he should just start getting other states tattooed on the other portions of his face to kind of spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah. And in case he decides to relocate at some point.
0: Right. Like get the entire map of the United States over your face. Yes. look like a Rand McNally topographical map.
1: I love maps. I always was fascinated with geography, even as a young kid. I did a great project when I was in sixth grade with Denise Olin, and we had the best geography project in our class I was always fascinated by that so I'm working with Amerigo Vespucci here today right (laughs) terrific uh speaking of names that are tough to pronounce how about Kashawn Alexis McRunnels you seem to do okay with it Edwards Mississippi she was at a basketball game earlier this week and she was watching her kids play and she went rummaging in her purse because her phone started ringing okay Instead of grabbing the phone, she fired her gun that was in her purse.
0: That is no way to start (laughs) off a phone conversation.
1: Especially at a basketball game. Right. The bullet didn't hit anybody, but the game had to be suspended so officials could talk to the young lady.
0: The whole game had to be suspended? Yes. Couldn't you just interrupt it for a second and say, who shot that? Well. It was me. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: You got to make sure no one got hurt. Is everyone okay? Is everyone, you know, anyone traumatized by what just occurred?
0: Now, if this had been a postseason game, that might have been a little bit different. Yeah. Or Or a a tournament game.
1: Or a Celtics game where players are arguing about how much or how little the ball's being passed (laughs) around. There's there's a lot of guys not making the shots during those games. (laughs) So the bullet didn't hit anybody. Thank God for that. And oddly, later that same night, she reached for the gun and accidentally made a call. See what I did there? I kind of went. It's the the old switcheroo almost. (laughs) The old switcheroo. Yeah. How about that? Hey, here's a great story about a 14-year-old kid named Akalan Sankarian.
0: Are you purposely picking uh, (laughs) stories of names for people that are completely unpronounceable?
1: And this sounds something like this out of Star Wars, doesn't it? It does so far. Akalan Sankarian. Anyway, he's on his school's varsity track team and plays the piano. The flute and the drums. While running? That's pretty good. I Doesn't say. <laughs> okay. In his spare time, he found a way to devise a computer program that can speed up some of our favorite apps. The, the program won this kid $25,000 in a science and engineering competition. Oh, my God. For his winning project, he wrote a computer program that has the potential to make everyday tasks online run more smoothly and efficiently because this program apparently calculates anti-prime numbers. This kid is 14. He's 14. Yes. When I was
0: fourteen I just wanted to see a woman naked. That's it. That's gonna say that's all I wanted. I you know, I'd flip between cable channels hoping to see an unscrambled boob <laughs> pop up on the screen. That's all I cared about.
1: When I was fourteen, I was discovering things about my own body that have come in handy to this day, by yeah. the way. So I how how are kids this good or this smart? I mean
0: the Only intelligent thing either one of us were coming up at 14 is how to explain to mom why so many of our
1: socks were missing. (laughs) My God, this is amazing to me. 14 years old, varsity track star, budding musician, and now $25,000 richer and off and running into the world of science.
0: We all knew kids like this. Mm -hmm. You know, like they just excelled in every single thing they did. I hated kids like that. Yep. I
1: excelled at nothing. No! I was
0: some sports. I was okay at some sports. I was mediocre in everything I did, purposely, because I didn't want to be too good at anything. And now look at me. I've made a whole career out of something
1: like that. (laughs) Hey, you joked about that story that maybe that kid was running track while playing the piano, the flute, and the drums. Oh, no. That was no joke. It brings me to a new Guinness World Record. An Alberta, Canada teenager broke the Guinness record for solving Rubik's Cubes while riding a bicycle.
0: While riding a bicycle. Um, How old is he? Is he 14 too? Says teenager. Could be 14.
1: 300 Rubik's Cubes while riding a bicycle. Doesn't save the time that was involved here, but I cannot solve one single Rubik's Cube. I got one of those Rubik's Cubes in my Christmas stocking when I was probably 12. Right. And that confounded me for a good five minutes before I chucked it away. You know what I uh, used to do to uh, solve
0: the Rubik's cube, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard too many people uh, go through all this because it was a, did the painstaking process of removing the stickers and then rearranging them where they belong. Wow! Yeah, rather rather than twist the whole thing around and make it worse. A little exacto knife and uh-huh. a little bit of glue, and you can have that thing looking perfect in no time at all. Look, Say, maybe about an hour, hour and a half.
1: Look what I did, Mom. Hey, we may have a genius on our hands. Young Mikey did this all on his own. How come
0: all the stickers are falling off? Mom, don't ask questions. I just solved the Rubik's Cube. I'm exhausted. <laughs>
1: can I have my allowance now?
0: <laughs> my, yeah, well, thankfully, my allowance was never dictated on whether I could do the cube
1: we've got low to mid fifties in the forecast for today for the highs and sunshine right through the weekend. We've got some overnight lows hovering in the low to mid thirties. And we've also got Patriots star commentator.
0: Scott Zolek. Thank
1: you very much. <laughs> Coming up in the 8 a.m.
0: Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock at seven fifty-two 52 and journey on rock 102.
1: Yeah. That song again, playing uh, during the final scene of the Sopranos. And we told you earlier in Hollywood trash that Tony Soprano is dead. The creator David Chase had to confirm, in an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, that the mob boss did indeed die during the show's 2007 finale.
0: Well, because if you say he survived, then you're probably on the hook to write it back up again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with James Gandolfini not being around anymore, you're probably just better off saying, "Yeah, no, he's dead." Yep. I need to need to keep uh, need to keep my options open. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, missed any part of the Baxin O'Brien show, either today or yesterday or any time in the last 10 years, you can check out the Baxin O'Brien daily podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify or directly from Baxin O'Brien.com. And Baxin's musical podcast this week, uh, I'm talking to author Dan Ozzy, the author of the book called Sellout, The major label feeding frenzy that swept up punk, emo, and hardcore 1994 to 2007. It's a fascinating book. And you can uh, check out that interview on Baxin O'Brien.com. dot uh,
1: com. Sellout among those musicians um yeah it's
0: actually you know starts with the it it talks about 11 different bands green day blink Eighty one eighty two, 182 uh my chemical romance and it talks about not just the fact that these bands had this arc of success but mm-hmm. their bands when but their fans at their earliest stages of their career were almost insulted by their by their success and felt like you know they sold out well, well you know what do you yeah, and the bands are like, well, what do you expect us to do? We need to put food on the table. We yeah. need to try to be successful at this. And and some people are like, oh, that's it. My favorite band just sold out.
1: So they're not the dirty mavericks that their fans thought they were. They're living in suburbia under comfortable circumstances. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's even there's even some instances where club owners wouldn't even book them again mm-hmm. because they had you know major label contracts. Even though you know they start they started off at some of these clubs and put these clubs on the map, they're like, nope, indignantly. We're not going to allow this band back ever
1: again. I saw Billy Joe Armstrong driving a Volvo. I'm not listening to Green Day ever again. <laughs> He's not
0: coming back at his club ever. <laughs> Scott Zolak is going to be on the phone This We're going to talk about uh, Patriot football. Of course, they're taking on the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. You'll hear that game right here on Rock 102. Uh, Scott and Bob Social will bring you all the uh, the play-by-play action. Of course, there's nine hours of pregame and 25, uh, 26 hours of postgame wrap-up. And you'll hear it all here on Rock 102.
1: I love listening to Zolak call games. I think he's fascinating, energetic. Yep. And he was talking a lot about that SoFi Stadium where the Chargers and Rams play. And I, I want to ask him a little bit about that because he was making some bold statements about that particular facility.
0: All right. So we'll be talking about that and some other stuff, too. It's 7.54 with Baxson O'Brien and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 8:08, and Blue Oyster Cult on Rock 102. Uh, the Patriots this Sunday are going to be taking on the Carolina Panthers. You're going to hear that game right here on Rock 102. Part of that broadcast is uh, Scott Zolak. Good morning, Scott. How you doing?
2: Good morning, guys. How we doing?
0: Pretty good. Hey, listen, uh, I, uh, I I think there's probably one or two looming football stories going on this week. I don't I don't know if you've been uh-huh. taking any notice of that. Uh I, yeah first of all let's 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 talk about this Aaron Rodgers uh, debacle here for a second. This is a guy that let the NFL and his team and his teammates know that he was allegedly immunized. He comes down with COVID, it turns out that he was not vaccinated at all. He may be in violation of uh, NFL protocols. Y- you know, this is a guy who's leading his team to a 7 and 1 season right now. There's a lot on the line and all of a sudden He's not. Uh, he's not going to be available for a while. As a as a player, when you see something like this, and you're relying so much on guys in your in your locker room to be healthy and to perform and to be honest, do you get furious over something like this, or do you just say, "Well, that's just that's just Aaron Rodgers. We're just going to have to go with the other guy."
2: Well, see, that's the biggest problem. It is Aaron Rodgers, and the guy's a planet player. He's one of the best in the league at what he does. Um, what I would be upset with is I was an unvaccinated player and I was quarantined or if I had to go eat lunch in my car and I couldn't with the team but Aaron was doing it or if I couldn't meet with my positional group but Aaron was doing it and I had to do all the damn Zooms again, I'd be very upset about that and uh, felt that uh, I got hoodwinked. And don't tell me that none of the PR people that handle Aaron knew the real thing here. and that That comes down on the team too. So this thing's not over yet. Um, a lot of people are going to look into this. They need to check all the protocols. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if things are revamped just because of this one situation.
0: I, I agree. I mean, you know, to me, this is the kind of thing where the NFL has to really look at, you know, well, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, you know, right. and, and you're also talking about a certain level of uh, of medical privacy too. but you know, to basically, To me, it sounds more like a deception rather than anything else. I mean, to say, "Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm immunized, but not vaccinated," is just a matter of splitting hairs.
2: He's an odd duck for even to answer it that way and call it an immune. Now that's not vaccinated; that's immunized. (laughs) And and then he advances it and says, "Well, I'm not going to hold it against my team teammates if they're not vaccinated," which led you to believe that he was, excuse me, was vaccinated. So. Well, now Jordan Love's got to play. now Jordan Love has to play. So
1: the biggest problem is we're deprived of the State Farm Bowl because it would have pitted Aaron ah, Rodgers and Patrick. Yeah, want the discount double double check. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sh- shouldn't the haters, by the way, who wanted Aaron Rodgers gone during the off season, I mean, all this stuff aside, I mean, shouldn't they feel ashamed of themselves because of how he's played? I mean, the Packers wouldn't be the same without him.
2: Absolutely, one hundred percent. Aaron do it too. Aaron controlled this whole thing from the get-go. Uh, they need Aaron. Aaron needs them. He's going to make his money, and he's going to make more money and play elsewhere next
1: year.
0: So let's uh, let's talk about the Patriots here for a minute because uh, you know yesterday is the trading deadline. They don't make any moves, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, from a certain perspective, I can understand maybe not jumping the gun and, and disrupting the card. I mean, they're 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 playing well. They seem to have. Things gelling for the most part. It wasn't Mac uh, Mac Jones' best game, but the rest of the team played uh, you know pretty strong against the Chargers. Do you think it was a good yeah. decision not to trade?
2: Yeah, I do. I, I, I like this team. I think they like this team and the way the team's trending right now. You throw some kind of OBJ-type mix into there, that could really kill it. I just don't think that there were that many guys available. You know, at the, at the key positions that you wanted. It's a very quiet market. Not a lot of teams make moves under, other than the Vaughn Miller move. Right, um, and that thing was a weird one. They kept nine million dollars, and you know, maybe hey, we'll give you more picks. But uh, moves can't be done around the cap, so it's not about that. And I just don't think there was a receiver, or a linebacker, or a corner that could you you could bring in that could plug and play day one against Carolina this weekend.
0: Well, there's you know there's a lot of, I mean, there's just a lot of talk about the Patriots in, in the sense that. This is clearly a better team than what their you know, than the what their four and four record would have you believe. I mean, if you just look at that, you say, well, they they don't pose that much of a threat. But you know, within the next three weeks, between you know Carolina, <laughs> Cleveland, and Atlanta, uh, you know, those are three games that they should win. All three of those games, based on how how they're playing, you know, the Titans, and then you know, two games with the Bills, and, and within the course of three weeks. You know, then things get a little bit tougher. But these next three games are games that they should be in control
2: of. Yeah, I I, I got them of the next three, and you should be seven and four heading into that tight week, and that could be for a tilt right there, man. That could be for a playoff spot. They should be lead, lead the south. So that's a team, you know, within your own conference, within divisions. You got to take care of those type of games. You know, you lost to the Cowboys. You lost, you know, say you lose to Carolina. You lose to uh, Tampa. Those games won't, won't hurt you down a stretch. They will from a one-loss record, but when you get into head-to-head competition, who did you beat? Uh, and tiebreakers. Those won't help you at all in them. So you got to beat these type of teams: the Chargers, you know, Atlanta. All these teams like kind of floating in the same mix that you are.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the Patriots probably aren't going to get the same you know pass when they take on the Bills. I mean, you know, within again two games of the Bills within three weeks. That's 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 a tough stretch.
2: Rooftop stretch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, best-case best, best case scenario split. Hey, I, I don't think we'll get swept. I don't think we'll get swept. Like, once you play somebody, you figure out some things about them. It's really hard to play them a second time that quick.
1: I loved listening to your call on Rock 102 in – L.A. I almost said San Diego for the charges at SoFi. Thank you. <laughs> SoFi Stadium, and then I watched the second half on TV, watched CBS, and I I was I, I almost felt like I was going to have a seizure with those lights flashing, those uh, you know those lights they have. And I know you were talking about the stadium on your coverage on Rock 102. Um, you were sent, you were bragging about the stadium, but you were saying the game presentation left something to be desired. Could you yeah yeah you know, tell us a little more about that. The, uh, the
2: stadium was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, they didn't leave anything unturned. And then they turned it on, meaning turned the music on. And once that started, you couldn't hear yourself think. The whole upper bowl is all video board. And inside that video board are speakers. And they had a guy who was a host who spoke the entire game when you had the ball. Not when the other team had the ball. And it was like jock jams. <laughs> it was like an NBA game. All you could hear is boom, boom. And it's going up and down. Music never stopped. They're giving t-shirts away during the game. Hmm. It was like a minor league baseball park. Now, they say they don't do that with Rams. That's just, a, that's just a Charger presentation. So It was weird, man. One of the weirdest, loudest games I've ever called.
0: Hmm. Wow. So there's a, uh, there was a story this week uh, out of Cleveland that uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s father uh, posted 11 minutes of, of highlights of his son not getting past the football from the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you know, you're a father. You're you probably had a dad at some point too. I mean, isn't a father's job to embarrass the living bejesus out of their kids?
2: It's not good. That's not, not good. I mean, really. I mean, it's like that's like Brady's dad, like you're you damn right he wants revenge.
0: <laughs> I don't It'll do it. I thought about that too. It's like, oh, come on, Dad, please! All my friends are gonna be, you know, are, are gonna be making fun of me now. You won't be having friends. No, exactly, exactly. But he's, an, I mean, that, that. I mean, in a way, you know, Beckham's in a tough spot in Cleveland, and and you had to know that the moment he stepped off the plane from New York to go there, that you know this was not a place where, you know, his career was going to flourish. I mean, Cleveland is a place where football careers go to die.
2: Yeah, the guy's never been happy wherever he's been. That's the one thing, and I think he's. He's too a malcontent.
1: You go to die in Cleveland or with the Jets, although now with Mike White at quarterback, do they have a quarterback controversy brewing with the Jets?
2: I think they do. Now, this guy's got to go out and play seven games like that if you really want a big one. But it's nice to know that you have a guy that can go out there and play when our number one guy can't. you are find that out right now.
0: Well, you know, they did I score. The guy. they did score a full 13 points against the Patriots
2: they sure did
0: <laughs> i mean that's that's that, that's saying something at least they sh- partially showed up that day mike white would have put up more right. probably so probably so
2: that was even after wilson's interception <laughs>
1: right.
0: uh it, there's a story that came out uh yesterday about uh stefan gilmore complaining about uh, the way the patriots handled yeah. his uh his quad injury and uh and i don't know i mean like I would imagine that any any player who feels like you know, you know he, he's he's been he's now playing for somebody else, he could look back and and, and retrospect and, and and start to pick apart uh, things. But you know, to me, it's like, is he crying about this, or does he got a, a, a legitimate point?
2: Well, they, I think it's somewhere in between, right? Um, Steph did want to stay here. I think he wanted more money. We weren't going to give him the more money. He wasn't on the field, so he couldn't pay a player that wasn't playing. Um, and maybe 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 he didn't like the way that they treated the injury here. Maybe you know he had his own guy that he wanted to use, and Brady does his stuff too. That uh, just makes me feel better when I work with that guy. And there's no there's no reason you couldn't go get a second, a third, or fourth opinion. I don't know if Steph did that, but uh, he got a pick last week. We're playing against him this week, and it should be a lot of fun.
0: Should be, but like I said, you know this is this is a, a, a team at. That- that is, uh, you know, not really living up to their expectations. I don't know what the expectations really are with the Panthers, ever. But you know, right. same thing, four and four and four, uh, and uh, same same record as the Patriots. But I don't know how you look at the game like this and and see these two teams going in the same direction. I mean, the Patriots clearly are uh, are, are moving uh, you know moving forward. So yeah, they are, and, so, and
2: you get you get the tougher staff too. I mean, you got a forty seven year old head coach. Who's been a not 47-year-old head coach, but a guy that's been doing this as a head coach for 47 years. You got a brand new one in Matt Rule. Uh, they'll study Rule. They'll look at all his college tape and that. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see his P.J. Walker kid play. Uh, it was under Matt Rule, I think, at uh, Temple, going all the way back to his Temple days. Um, so he's going to be playing quarterback instead of Sam Darnold. And they got a pretty good back in Hubbard. So we'll see what happens. Very
0: good. Scott Zola, great to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. And uh, enjoy the game Bye. on Sunday. Sounds great. Thanks, bud. All right. Scott Zolak with Daxon O'Brien and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Day 23 with Baxin O'Brien and Rock 102. As we've uh, told you before, the Mayflower Marathon coming up on Monday, November 22nd at the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, parking lot in the south lot of uh, the Hall of Fame uh, campus. Goes for 52 hours until Wednesday, November 24th at 10 a.m. The goal is to fill 348-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations. So uh, unlike last year when uh, COVID disrupted our ability to – get food donations we uh we went with the pure cash donations we will still take cash donations this year too in fact you can make your uh donation on rock102.com but we are looking also feed everybody too so uh thanks to all of our sponsors big y world-class markets capital moving and storage manny's appliances xfinity camping world of west Hatfield, and many more get all the details at rock102.com it's the mayflower marathon coming up this month brought to you by dave Miner exterior home improvement liberty bank and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: Hey, I'm running out of things to watch on Netflix and Hulu and some of my other apps. By the way, I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve and John on Rock 102. Yeah,
0: everyone's jumping off uh, uh, off the ship today, so it's just you and me. Yeah,
1: what are you watching on uh, on your apps at home? Anything good? I'm, I'm watching <sighs> Dope Sick right now with Michael Keaton about the opioid crisis. It's uh, very good.
0: We're watching, uh, you know, I don't even know the name of the show what wa-
1: you know what it, it's like sometimes you watch
0: a show but yet you find yourself you know into your phone mm-hmm. instead and that's kind of where I'm at like right? my wife is watching a series I'm kind of half ass watching it along with her I do that too um and you know no disrespect for her or or the show it's not a bad show I just don't remember the name of the show Annie McDowell's in it and uh hmm. I, I, don't, I don't I don't even know but that, so there's that yep. so I I've, I've watched that there's a there's a documentary that I'm, I'm that I just finished watching about the band Sparks, which is pretty cool. It's a documentary. Get a little of this. It's a documentary uh, of a band that's been around for 50 years. Mm-hmm. They had 25 albums. They've been around forever. Sparks? Sparks. Never and heard of them. Most people haven't, and okay. that's really the whole point of the documentary. Uh, Edgar Wright did the uh, did the documentary, but what's interesting about it is it it, it got on uh, the streaming services early, so it was in like theaters for a short period of time, mm-hmm. and then it went to Prime. Which you could rent for twenty dollars. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to rent anything for twenty dollars. And so I uh, I held back and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was five ninety nine. I'm ah. thinking, Oh, okay. Do I wanna spend five ninety nine? And just about the point where I started to think, Okay, maybe it might be worth five dollars, boom, it's free on oh. uh on Amazon. So I mean I on, on Netflix. I'm mm-hmm. like Well, thank God I wasn't kicking myself in the pants for spending $20 on something that two months later would be free on
1: Netflix. I'm done watching Ted Lasso. I completed the whole thing. I haven't watched that one. I'm waiting for the new season to begin. It took me a while. I was kind of slow on that when I watched the first episode, because I think it was free. I think you could watch the first one or two for free on Apple TV, and then you got to fire up with the subscription there. But um, I I was like, eh, I'm not sure.
0: Then I. We've been watching the series You. Yes. Uh, which is about... Uh, creepy, right? A little creepy? It's a little... Cre- you know, at first, it's going, all right, well, it's a, it's a little slow, and then it's a little slow, and the guy's a little weird, and he's kind of following this girl around, and boom, all of a sudden, it gets bananas. And it's <laughs> like, the moment that guy grabs a hammer, and I don't want to ruin the whole show for you, <laughs> the moment he grabs the hammer is the moment you say... All right, I think I can hang with this for a little bit. At first, I'm thinking, oh, just a cute little romantic comedy, but oh, no, no, no.
1: This guy is a whack job. And I assume you're not talking about a little home improvement at Rocky's Ace Hardware when it's like a grabbing a hammer. It's something a little more devious than that. Huh? Not unless you're trying to hang drywall off of someone's head. <laughs> wow. So I, I'm going to have to try that one. Ted Lasso's done, like I said, and was so influential that people are naming their kids after all the characters in Ted Lasso. Some of the names of the characters are among the mm. top baby names for 2021. How about that? Yeah.
0: Imagine if that had been the case for like S- The Sopranos. You'd have uh, kids like uh, Paulie Walnuts and Big Pussy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, or Game of Thrones with uh, some of those odd names.
0: Yeah, That's another one I haven't been able to get into.
1: I hated it. I Can't tried, get into it. Tried it. But I, then again, as I've said before, I don't know if I've said it on this show, I hate everything that's fantasy-oriented. I hate Game of Thrones. I didn't like Lord Lord of the Rings. I didn't even like Star Wars. I don't like any of that stuff. You it's don't like, like
0: Star Wars? Nope. You can get the hell out of here right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I like the I like the Star Wars. Like the you know, Lord of the Rings, but like Game of Thrones. Can't get into it. Mm-mm. Uh you know, the, the the one with the, the zombies. What am I uh, I'm blanking on the one with the zombies? Oh uh, dr- walk, Walking Dead. Walking around Atlanta. Can't get into yeah, it. I at mean all. I'm the same way with that. So, like I watched a couple episodes and all I can think of is this is kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I'll watch a <laughs> watch a documentary that I saved twenty bucks on and watch a guy brain somebody over the head with a hammer. Mm-hmm. But that's that's Wait, the kind of entertainment I'm into.
1: Giving away too much again. I want to watch you.
0: It's eight twenty-eight on Rock One O two.
1: If New England's starting quarterback throws it, a-
0: It's just about eight thirty one with Max and O'Brien at Rock One O two. It's time for news brought to you by four one three Pro Tint for your vehicle home or business. Call four one three Pro Tint Springfield today. Filling in for Steve Nagle is Dave Coombs from Laser993.
1: Unless you're getting immunized like Aaron Rodgers the Green Bay Packers quarterback by using homeopathic or holistic treatments to fight off COVID-19 You'll want to know about the booster shots that are now available. As of Wednesday, more than half a million Massachusetts residents have rolled up their sleeves for a COVID-19 vaccine booster shot to help protect themselves and the public from the virus. These stats, according to the State Department of Public Health. So these booster shots are now available. And where you and I backs are going to get our Moderna boosters, I still don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I got to start looking into it.
1: Yeah, especially with the Delta Plus variant now on the loose you know i got a flu shot the other day did when you I
0: went, When i went to the doctor for my knee they said Do you want a flu shot i said Psh,
1: sure yeah what the heck well i gotta get that too i guess i gotta schedule what, like a regular doctor's appointment to get that or can you just schedule one at like a cvs or something you like can that.
0: schedule one at a cvs for a flu vaccine all right
1: and you know what i mean, also need to do
0: because uh, i'm of age i need to do the uh the shingles vaccination too mm-hmm. I want to. I want to get the whole thing done.
1: I, I can vouch for that. Get it because I had the shingles and it is not fun.
0: Yeah, I don't want shingles. I don't want aluminum siding. I don't want any of that stuff. I just want to take care of it.
1: You know, sooner or later we're going to have to have like an entire flight, like the you know the flights of beers that you get when you walk into a brewery and you get like twelve different little samples of beers. Sooner or later it's going to be like that with flu shots. We're going to need an entire flight of them to ward off. All of these things that are coming. I don't, s-
0: I don't see a problem with that. I, I, I can't. I got, at this point in my life, I'm starting to think that I don't care if I get to have to have a full buffet <laughs> of uh, of medications.
1: See, at some point, it's got to stop, though. I mean, these bugs, <laughs> the whatever these viruses are, they're going to keep coming at us. They ain't going to stop. They're well, gonna, you know, they're, we, we eradicated
0: smallpox with the vaccine. Yeah, we were yeah. able to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, aren't that many people with, uh, I don't know, a scarlet fever as much as they used to be mm-hmm. you know we build our immunities we we vaccinate i mean when's the last time you had a bad case of rubella
1: but the, or rickets yeah yeah you're dealing with rickets never had it there was a guy named dave rickets who was a pretty good catcher for the st louis cardinals back in the day other than that no but i'm saying like you, you got to put a stop to it at some point you got to just trust your system to ward off all these bacteria that are headed your way.
0: Well, that's what Aaron Rodgers was thinking. Yeah. And look what happened well, to him.
1: But but yet, see, the uh, there's two issues here. The issue is he's not going to be unhealthy because of this. He's going to be able to fight this thing off, but obviously he's compromising his teammates because of the rules that are in place with right. the NFL. Do we need all of these rules in place? That's my question.
0: Well, you know, the thing about it is uh, COVID, for anyone who's actually had it, you know, like the the symptomatic version of COVID when mm-hmm. they got really sick, mm-hmm. will tell you that they don't ever want to get it again because it sucks. Right? You know who uh, Mark Lanigan is? No. Mark Lanigan uh, used to be with the band the Screaming Trees. Remember those guys from the nineties? Nope. Okay. <laughs> got well, me again. anyway, he's about to release a book, uh, and, and Lanigan you know, is a pretty respected uh, singer songwriter guy. Anyway, he he uh, he got COVID. Uh, and it got it bad mm-hmm. to the point where hospitalized at a ventilator, uh, fell into a coma, yeah. broke multiple ribs from coughing, and then lost his hearing. Now, as a musician, hearing is actually a pretty important uh, of your five senses. Hearing is like probably one of the more important ones <laughs> right when it comes to there. music. Yes. Uh, and he's written a book about it, and uh, it's coming out next month. Uh, just reading the, the the excerpts of the book, you say, you know what? I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be just like Mark Lanigan. I want to be the guy that does everything to not get that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't want to just leave it up to chance. I actually want to take care of myself the best way I can.
1: Okay, but aren't you going to hit a limit at some point? I mean if if they if they say hey, there are 12 new delta variants on the loose right now, you're going to need 12 12- Different shot. Is is there? Is there, sure, an, is there an over under at some point? I, I, well,
0: I don't know. All I know is that you know now that you know, I'm 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 55. I'm entering a part of my life where medical intervention is just a part of my everyday uh, regimen. Mm-hmm. If it if it's not you know, another colonoscopy, it's a, you know, it's a swollen prostate. And if it's not a swollen prostate, it's the gout or, you know, uh, you know piles. You know, it could be any number of
1: things. Or a knee injury.
0: Or a knee injury. Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> knee injury. You, know, just, you just face more and more things the older you get. You can't just say enough is enough unless, you know,
1: you're wrapping the whole thing up. I'm not ready to wrap it up yet. Well, the Delta Plus variant is a real thing, One case was detected in Massachusetts on October 5th, and there have been 11 cases in the United States of the Delta Plus variant, according to outbreak.info. All right.
0: I'll get right on that one.
1: Yep, get on it. Winter, of course, is fastly approaching, and according to the National Weather Service, this week is Winter Weather Preparedness Week, today's lesson dedicated to hypothermia. The warning signs of that, according to the National Weather Service, are drowsiness, shivering And memory loss, the same kind of things that affect us with the Delta Plus variant or some of these other bugs. Or with alcoholism. Yeah, for sure. Amazon is a leader in prime shopping and delivery of products and also options for streaming entertainment services. And also, Amazon is a leader in scammers. Since July of 2020, roughly a third of all scams have come from somebody pretending to represent Amazon.
0: Of course, when they charge you almost $20 to watch a... uh documentary on amazon prime that's kind of a scam too
1: it's its own kind of scam get steve on the line
0: that's a legitimate one
1: the federal trade commission warning people to beware of amazon imposters out there
0: a good uh, a good scammer leaves no stone unturned you know there's 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 nothing they won't do if they think they can get even a dollar out of you they'll try it because why not only takes only takes one dope to fall prey to these guys yeah, you know, I'll make hundreds and hundreds of thousands of uh, emails, and and then I'll take it to just like one guy's got to do it, and then you're all set.
1: There's always one. Always one. There's a survey in Bumble, and it's all about cyber flashing, which is actually a new word. 25% of women saying that cyber flashing has increased during the pandemic. This is just another nice way of saying dick pics, apparently. Is there any uh, information, any statistical
0: uh, backup on how many people actually appreciate the cyber, uh, the cyber? Uh, what do you call it? Cyber flash, cyber flashing. Yes. Like you know, do does anyone you know write back? Why? Thank you very much for well, the cyber flash.
1: I think it depends on who you're receiving it from, and the quality of the cyber flash.
0: Well, obviously, you know, there are going to be some cyber flash snobs out there that just like things you know their way mm-hmm. but you know i mean uh you know by and large uh is it something that you appreciate you know someone has to go through the you know make sure the lighting is right to uh, you know make sure the the you know the background is uh is pleasing you know everything has to be in focus i mean there's a lot that goes on with photography
1: yeah and if it's a video uh, you make sure you choose the right uh, accompanying music for a tiktok presentation oh, you, you of gotta, that. you gotta have a
0: background score
1: sure about half of women who are aged 18 to 24 say they received a sexual pick in the last year that they didn't ask for. A cyber, Not from me. A cyber flash. Not from you. No. no. Right. I would never. Good to know. Would never. Never? Never? Never. Well. <laughs> Come on. Have you ever sent a... In- oh look now look at
0: <laughs> now
1: you're just not willing to admit no, it and you know what
0: you can all breathe a sigh of relief believe me when i tell you i've actually spared you all that
1: <laughs> there's a teacher in niceville florida yes niceville she's in trouble because she exposed her kids to pornography she let them watch the r-rated 2004 movie alexander in class but what I understand about this is she edited out all the filthy parts, you know. And
0: so it wasn't really, it wasn't really pornographic. Well, one, it's an R-rated movie, so it's not really pornographic. But any, uh, any scene in that thing that would have been
1: misconstrued, I think she took it out. So a 2004 movie starring Colin Farrell and Angelina Jolie and others. I think the big problem is the movie sucked. I checked it out on Rotten Tomatoes; it got 16 percent approval. Ooh.
0: You shouldn't gonna, be showing that to kids then. Right. It's horrible. It's got to be some sort of other historical
1: drama you can show. I guess. I don't know what point she was trying to prove by showing Alexander. Maybe it was a history lesson of sorts. I isn't, don't know. Isn't
0: there a film strip you could show or some you know like something on an overhead projector that would give you the same amount of stuff as a poorly directed and badly acted Colin Farrell movie
1: a nice mimeograph pre- presentation for the class to sniff and get high on oh, as well man
0: I miss that smell oh me too. I missed that you know I missed the smell of mimeograph but I also missed the taste of paste
1: did you I was I was not a paste eater you're not a paste eater no you don't know what you were taught you don't know what you're missing this I you know this is why you are a budding member of the Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Listen, uh, you know... I, I guess I needed to get on that earlier in my career. Back in the 70s, uh, the
0: uh, Dighton-Rehoboth uh, school system uh, got some of the finest, most delicious paste in America. It was, it was uh, as good as any tapioca pudding or mayonnaise or anything, anything like that. It was Delicious. And look where you
1: are. Look at where I am. Soon to be inducted into the Massachusetts if Hall I, of Fame.
0: If I knew that I could get it in my hands at enough paste to make uh, different recipes with it. I'm sure you'd find it be wh- quite delicious. Would you eat it today? Sure, why yeah. not. Okay. It, unless you're telling me that, you know, eating paste is somehow, you know, bad for me. But I don't I don't see how that's the case. It sure tasted good back when I was
1: 10. This also explains why you're putting up your Christmas tree soon. The North Ridgeville, Ohio police warning residents there recently not to put their Christmas decorations up too early. According to the North Ridgeville, Ohio police, their post read, quote, Christmas does not begin now. Let's all be cool and get through Thanksgiving first, and then we can worry about Christmas. We appreciate your cooperation. We'll be out there if you need us.
0: What about uh, peace on earth and goodwill towards men? What what happened to that? Do we not uh, celebrate that there in that town? That begins with the 12 days of Christmas. It doesn't belong in the beginning
1: of November.
0: Listen, we've celebrated the 102 days of summer here at Rock 102. (laughs) Uh, And I got to tell you, it's not nearly as much fun as Christmas. So I'd rather extend Christmas and then shorten the 102 days of summer on Rock 102.
1: Well, if you get a sponsor for it, I suppose, then it all pays off. Well then there you
0: go. You don't need twelve days. Let's do thirty six days instead. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll buy I'm, that. I much prefer the Christmas season. Makes me a whole lot happier than I don't know, say like uh playing you know uh like like Rocktober I find to be a little bit uh underwhelming.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also uh something called peacocktober. Peacocktober on the Peacock channel for NBC. Really? Peacocktober. They just got through that that
0: sounds offensive
1: I missed it sounded like a lot of fun I'm already very
0: uncomfortable with it we've got <laughs> I can I can, I can live with with cyber flashing but mm-hmm. the peak October I gotta draw the line
1: we've got low to mid 50s for the highs today and pretty much right through the weekend with lots of sunshine overnight lows hovering in the low to mid 30s I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve nagel and that's news to me on rock 102. Rock
0: 102 Springfield's classic rock it's 850 and the red hot Chili Peppers on rock 102
1: good morning Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel and John O'Brien on rock 102 today I'm getting some hate tweets here Bax. already yeah no I've been getting I get them every time I appear on the show and I've, I've appeared, you know I've filled in for you guys on occasion over the last year or so well, it must be very comforting to have you here yes yeah. uh, you I, must really enjoy your time I, I normally appear on laser 993 and 985 where I host the mornings but I'm filling in for guys here often and I've got a hater on Twitter And he's writing me a bunch more hate tweets today. His name is Johnny Driscoll. Okay. He's at Johnny Driscoll. And he's always saying how horrible I am on the air. Okay. And he's tweeting about it, including my Twitter handle on there. And I got some more of them today about how awful I am when I'm on the air. And he's upset, apparently, because somebody blocked him on the Rock 102 Twitter feed. Well, it wasn't us. No. But he's blaming me. I bet I offended Dave Coombs too much. And he's blocked me on the, listen, Johnny Driscoll. If that's your real name. I don't even know what the Rock One O Two Twitter handle is. In fact, I just I just asked asked Bax and you didn't know what I the, don't even know. I don't know what the Twitter handle is. And and not only that, I wouldn't block you. I love getting hate mail, hate tweets, hate phone calls. Love it. I
0: always I always, uh, always appreciate it when somebody would come like right up to you, like mm-hmm. to your face and say, Hey, uh, I severely hate your show, and I uh, certainly dislike you, like, tremendously. Like, the sound of your voice causes a... (laughs) A, a an eruption of bile to reach the very back of my throat and punch my uvula to like it's like Mike Tyson's speed bag and I'm like well thank you very much for calling my baby ugly.
1: I doubt they were that eloquent though when they were uh, hammering you on your online perform- on- on-air performance.
0: No rarely are they are they uh, are they that eloquent but mm-hmm. you know I, you know I speak in pictures mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's what I do. I like to paint a, a, a pretty landscape when I'm talking to people who hate the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just uh, you say, well, thank you very much. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you should, you know, look into other things that you do in life.
1: Yeah, or change the channel. <laughs> maybe if you hate—that's what always well, fascinates I, me about the haters for well, whomever. Howard Stern. Well, that's you, easy me, for you.
0: That's w- easy for you to say. Here you are on Rock One Two, telling people to change the channel. <laughs> I, meanwhile, I got
1: to stick around here. Hopefully, they come back when you're not here. But what the, the thing about it is, Bax, is they never leave. They—they they, despite the fact that they hate you or hate the show or hate me or whatever, they're still there listening.
0: The thing is, Dave. And uh, can I call you that, Dave? <laughs> you may. Uh, this show, for the most part, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And people love it. That's why it's been around for God knows how long. Almost 27 years. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, if if people are pissed off by you, they haven't been listening for the last <laughs> 27 years. Well, thank you. Because there's been a whole lot worse than you over the last two two and a half decades.
1: I have rarely received such a nice compliment as that, Bex. That is really, really well, good. It's
0: not just a compliment, it's just it's just, <laughs> just, reality. Have you not been listening to the kind of misery that's spewed out in this show on a daily basis? <laughs> have, have you ignored everything that we have presented to you since 1995? <laughs> Dave Coombs comes in for a show every couple of weeks, and that's what you're focused on?
1: I'm not that bad, that's what you're saying. Do
0: none of you people remember Pot Pie Week? I think... <laughs> I've said enough. <laughs>
1: I've basically <laughs> said all I needed to say. Well, all I can say is Johnny Driscoll. Keep him coming to my Twitter feed. I love it. That's right. His his hurtful
0: barbs <laughs> is bouncing off your chest like <laughs> Superman beow, getting beow, shot with bullets. Beow, beow. It's uh, just about 8.55 on Rock 102.